Welcome to the PKN Podcast, where we give you the wrap on all things packaging. Welcome to the PKN Packaging News Podcast. My name's Grant McCarran, and once again, I'm joined by Lindy Hewson, Managing Editor and Publisher of PKN Packaging News and the host of this show. G'day, Lindy. How are you doing? Oh, Grant, I'm really good. I'm back from a brief holiday. I feel, I feel very brief, um, but super <laughs> excited to be back on the podcast and talking today, well, not quite about sustainability in the sense that we always speak about it, but we are speaking about it in a bigger sense, in the factory sense. Now, efficiency in a factory is a very important part of the sustainable factories equation. And specifically, clean filtered air in a factory drives some of that efficiency, which also impacts on the product and people's safety in that environment. So today, for a breath of fresh air, we're going to be talking to our guest, William LeBane. He's the head of field sales at SMC Corporation. Now, William, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lindy. Thanks, Grant. Um, Breath of fresh air is um, on board. Over. (laughs) Good. So, October is Air Filter Maintenance Month at SMC. Can you tell us why that is so? Um, Well, why not, really? Um, It's it's an item that's so important to, to factories and production, and it's so easy to forget because everyone's so busy doing other things. So, um, if we can help our customers or or anyone remember the importance of filtration, then October's no better month to do it. We're going to try and do it every year um, just so they customers don't have to try and remember themselves because it's so easy to forget those sorts of things. Yeah, well, the whole notion of air being that invisible factor um, is, is, it stands to reason that people don't really think about it that much. So let's look at the potential compressed air maintenance tips that factory managers can consider over the shutdown period um, because October is sort of creeping on to shutdown period, isn't it? And how does SMC help make this simple for these managers? Well, we try and help advise customers when they last purchase their filters because they have a shelf life, obviously, and they have a, a life of loads of air going through them. So they, the, the, the job of a filter is to take contaminants out of the air. So eventually they get filled with stuff. So we try and help our customers understand how long they've had their filters for because it's important for them to know. And you won't necessarily know that. You buy them, they arrive, purchasing opens them, you throw them where they need to go, and then you forget when you've bought them. Yeah. So we try and help understand, uh, help the customers understand when they last purchased their filters. Um, if they've had them for about two years, then we probably look at um, helping them with replacing their filtration at that point because they can't remember everything, right? <laughs> no, certainly not in a busy factory. So what are some of the, if we can say, exciting or interesting things about air filtration that do make a difference? Well, it is exciting uh, to many. We actually have product <laughs> specialists who are very excited about it. Um, it's a shame this isn't a visual podcast, otherwise I'd do interpretive dance around how <laughs> exciting it is. Um, it, look, it's really important that, that air is treated properly, and in order to do that, you need to pull contaminants out. So um, from the compressor through the, the dryer, through um, main filtration, through point-of-use filtration, which is filtration that sits on the actual machine, it's really important that that does their role, that does their job. If it doesn't do that, then it's a waste of time you're actually thinking about having it at all. So it's important you maintain it. Um, so it, it, it's exciting when the air comes out the other end nice and clean, um, and that's a, that's the important part of it. But it's just it's, 
it's sometimes it's just it just slips minds because people get on with jobs for production, they get on with busy lives, and um, and they forget the importance of of getting it right. So it is exciting to have nice clean air at your point of use. Um, otherwise, you have all sorts of problems with you know product problems, um, lubrication problems, etc. And I'm sure there's many a factory manager that gets excited about having efficient equipment too. So let's look at what are some of the quick fix must-haves in a factory? As far as filtration goes, it all has to be SMC. <laughs> well, then that's it. Let's end the podcast so that's, here. That's easy. That's fixed. That's fixed. And I think, I think the must-haves, you know, most filtration um, units have a, a telltale um, light on them. So SMCs have that. So it's green when it's good and it's red when it needs to be looked at. Um, so that's a must-have. It's a line of sight thing, um, and it's really important that those are taking into account when they, when they walk the, when the guys walk the floor. Filtration aside, it's important to have filtration, you know, for various reasons. But it depends on the on the quality of the air you need. But you know, from a dry through filtration is important, and, and that's a must-have. But as far as maintenance go, those telltales like the red and the green lights are great. Um, we've just launched and and circulated um, stickers to our customers, which actually allow them to place a sticker on the unit or on a wall planner to say when they last changed their filters. Sort of like, you know, the mechanics do on your windscreen. Um, when they put a, a sticker on your windscreen to say this is when you were last serviced. We, we've tried to assist that way as well. So um, to, to just have a few visual, uh, physical aid, visual aids to help the guys know and girls know when, uh, when things need to be addressed. So where do you find the common culprits? Um, water's a big problem. Uh, and the majority of the problem, changing in temperatures, uh, a refrigerated uh, dryer that's not working properly, those kinds of things. And, and water, water, whether it be in droplet form or or, um, or is actually uh, water running through systems, which you've seen. If you're using tooling that's got lubrication in it, think about water running through a tool that's got lubrication in it, that lubrication gets washed out with it. So water's probably our biggest most common issue to clean up and and that's filtration and the use of a dryer as well. Now you mentioned some of the visual cues that are on those um, air filters. Are there any other ways of knowing or is there a general sense of understanding when air filters do need replacement? You will receive a drop in pressure. Uh, and and because you, you can imagine that you know there's if when the filter's brand new there's an, there's no contaminants and an air runs through it pretty easily and happy days and then there's not really a pressure drop between the the, the filter and the air um, but as more contaminants get picked up into that filter the air the, the f- more pressure is required to go through that filter kind of you know like like you would if, if you, you you vacuum filter or something if you've got to change a vacuum bag or whatever so um over time a, a, a lack of pressure at some points of use may be experienced because of the filtration being full and needing replaced or full of contaminants so um and that's an energy efficiency efficiency thing in itself you know that drop of pressure sometimes has to be adjusted or is adjusted in the factory without thinking about filtration so you, you know energy usage goes up to try and compensate for the lack of pressure Do you find, William, that when you guys and your technical people are out there with clients um, at their factories, that the people on the floor do understand the technicalities around air filtration or are you needing to do quite an education piece? I think the majority of uh, of the maintenance supervisors and planners understand the importance of it because you know they see the other end where the you know the additional energy costs around trying to increase pressure to get through a filter that's blocked or or, or to fix equipment that's been damaged by um, uh, contaminants in the air. So I think they they understand it, but I think the general people that work on the floor don't necessarily understand what those things do. The ones things with the red and the green lights, they don't quite understand what they do. So a lot of our discussions on the floor when we're talking to people 
people around the place is just letting them understand what's actually in those um, units and, and, and their role they play. So it's a bit of both, to be fair. And why is there resistance or a lack of awareness around the importance of air filtration? Because it's not very exciting. <laughs> well, you said I mean, it was exciting earlier. <laughs> it, it, it's exciting to me, but lots of things are excited to me, Lindy, yeah. which are, you know, I'll tell you and Grant about one day offline. But, um, you know, we, it's, it, generally it's not something that you see. It's not something that makes anything move. It's not an actuator that moves. It's not a, you know, a robot end effector that moves. It's not a conveyor belt that moves. So, you know, it's, it's the back to basics. Pneumatics 101 is filtration. So that's potentially why it's not deemed as being that exciting because it's just filter stuff. So I'd imagine that cost might be uh, one of the reasons that people resist changing their filter. I mean, the, the, the benefits we've spelled out, the benefits to having a clean filter, but, you know, people might go, oh, let's just leave this a little bit longer. I think the costs of not doing it is probably more more up there. I think, um, you know, when we when we're talking with with um, and this goes for any industrial sales business, you know, when you're talking to the, the procurement people, as much as they don't necessarily want to spend money they're not aware of, the key is making sure that they're aware in 12 months' time in October, then they're going to have to replace some filters. So that once they can allow for that and they've got no surprises, generally the people that are responsible for procuring items are a lot happier because you can say every year in October you're going to have to replace filtration It's going to cost X amount. Now, I'd imagine that um, also resistance would come from not wanting to stop the plant, not wanting to stop the line, having downtime. How can downtime be avoided? Customers can uh, assign their filtration replacements for shutdown periods. So, you know, we're coming up to, uh, to, to Christmas and that's generally a, a time where there is shutdowns and work done um, or modifications done. Customers, if they've got a real crucial part of the plant, can install a bypass system around their filtration. And that's kind of a technical way of basically saying you're able to run air around the filter to keep the process going while you replace it. So nothing really stops. There's a couple of things that can help uh, customers understand how to keep their production going and, or, or plan their replacement. So one would sort of partly assume that air is free because it's around us to, to breathe, but, you know, obviously that's naive. There is a cost to air in a plant and compressed air can be quite costly. How do you know as a factory when you are using too much air? That's a good question because a lot of factories don't really know. And uh, it's like, you know, they're kind of driving a car without a fuel gauge, if you get my drift. So and we, we, can, certainly we can certainly help with, um, with um, flow monitoring, pressure monitoring. You know, a simple, a simple flow monitoring device on a, on a pneumatic line can help customers understand what they're using now. Um, and, you know, with a few little changes around the plant, they can understand what they're using afterwards and they, they can see that kind of return on investment that way. But um, I would suggest it's, it's certainly becoming more popular for factories and production lines to start understanding their air usage because, you know, everyone's more energy aware um, and, uh, and environmentally aware, which is really great. Um, but there's, you know, I, I would say it's probably still 80-20. I think there's probably 80% of, of production facilities, factories or what have you out there that have got a compressor that they crank up they turn it on and they don't really know how much air they're using, um, which is, um, which is not, not necessarily their fault because they haven't really had to worry about it until recently. And what about leaks? What signs can you look out for to indicate that you've got an air leak in a factory? Uh, well, you can hear them pretty well um, when you're walking <laughs> past them. It's just really difficult to locate them, to be honest. Mm. Um, 
we don't necessarily assist with leak um, testing. There are companies that do that. Um, but, you know, our pretense is if you manage your air usage in the plant, which is like a ring main, like in a ring water main, if you can picture that, mm. if you can manage your ring main pressure and reduce that, you can't help but reduce the effects of your leaks um, because you can fix one leak one day and the next day there'll be another one further down the line. So, um, you know, we, we, we can, we've got demonstrated examples of where we've helped customers reduce their overall pressure in their factory. I'm using my hands now and no one's going to see that. Um, dropping the, the, the pressure in the factory to reduce their air usage and therefore reduce the effects of leaks. So, give me an example of the t- of a type of factory where where you've noticed this. So, so for the listener, imagining a manufacturing plant, what were they making in that that facility, for example? Um, well, we've had um, we've done some work with some some abattoirs and and meat processing plants. So, who've wanted to do some um, some work on their efficiency and expand at the same time. So the beauty, the beauty of that is you've got a plant that, um, that's keen to understand what they're using now. So they, they put measurement in place. Um, and this is, this is a plant that processes red meat. So, you know, the cattle goes in one end and comes out the other um, in, you know, ready, ready to go on the shelf. So the process was uh, they're interested to understand what they're using now. Then there's a, a, a review of the plant processes to understand where savings can be made and where processes can be changed. And then there's a commitment from the customer to look at changing those. And then the, the cycle begins again, re-measurement to say, look, you know, the processes have uh, improved, that your air use, usage has dropped, and you've expanded the plant at the same time. So if you think about a plant that's expanding now using a certain amount of air, if they expand generally, you'd, you'd assume they'd use more air. Um, but the fact that we can uh, put some energy saving or uh, potentially energy efficiency principles in place, you can save air while expanding um, your production line, which is which is, is really great. The energy, the return on investment on that stuff is massive. So does SMC have like an air management system that's proprietary to SMC? Can you tell me about that? We do. Um, well, we've got a, a new one that's available now, um, and it does exactly that. It allows for uh, access to some of the measurements we talked about, so pressure versus flow. Um, the pressure and flow meters in there, but it's uh, you can access it from where we're sitting. You know, if you if if you were and I were in a factory and we wanted to understand how we were how we were managing our air and we understand how we were working as far as energy usage was going today, we'll be able to tap into that through just through a computer. So that's our that's our latest AMS unit, as we call it. So, William, what about the packaging converting environment or packaging manufacturing environment, you spoke of abattoirs and obviously food processing, huge user of compressed air. Um, perhaps it would be great for the packaging news listeners to get an idea of some work you may have done in that field. Yeah, look, we've we, we've got a lot of examples where we've worked with, you know, OEMs who work in that space um, from case erectors to wrappers who, who are interested in making sure their machines are as efficient as possible, obviously. Um, and it's a tough market, the OEM, because, you know, they need to get their prices right. So things they don't have to bolt on, they don't want to bolt on, but um, they're all pretty open to discussing air, 
air management and air efficiency. Um, we have worked with uh, a couple of end users around around the country, one down in South Australia who we worked with some process improvements on um, and some wireless kind of technology as well. Um, and that helped their air users because um, the processes were made a little bit more efficient um, and therefore their air usage was reduced accordingly. So it doesn't necessarily have to be um, arranging the ring main. It could be sitting and watching a particular, looking at a particular process and seeing how we can assist them save in the energy they're using presently. So we've got examples with end users and, and OEMs, particularly in the packaging space that we've been working with the last 12, 18 months. Well, William, what about um, the importance of efficiency for other air use applications in packaging? Well, particularly in the area of vacuum, um, you know, there's a lot of use of air in vacuum because it actually um, leaks through the product. It's lifting. So uh, energy efficiency around vacuum is something that's always front of mind, particularly with packaging customers. Um, you know, vacuum's known to suck, right, in many ways, and um, and using air uh, is one of them. So that we, we've worked with customers to help um be more efficient around their use of vacuum. We've got products that that are energy efficient and actually, you know, switch off the air when the vacuum uh, is made or the product's lifted. So we, we enjoy working with that type of application and that type of customer. Well, you've certainly convinced me, William, <laughs> that it's important to consider proper filtration and um, and obviously the benefits of it, which you've spelt out very clearly. So as a final message to our listeners, give us your words of wisdom in terms of how you should design your air filtration? I guess just be aware of the fact that it's something you need to maintain, like you maintain your car or your tyre pressures. We can help, certainly assist with air planning and filtration planning and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, SMC, Sintered Metal Corporation, Sintered Metal is a filter. So we started making filters Back in the day, so we're built on filtration. That's the business is built on that. So that's what we do. Um, so we can certainly assist with customers in that regard. So you'll be helping them to minimise their cost of the filtration and maximising the performance of the system. Is that right? That's exactly right. And it was just I was just about to say that. Well, I said it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me. You've filled a knowledge gap that I had about compressed air and the importance of filtered air in, in the factory environment. Thank you very much. And I'm sure that the listeners have also learned a thing or two today. No problems. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you, William. Thanks, Lindy. And of course, thanks to our audience for joining us again today. Don't forget, if you enjoyed what you've heard, you can follow us in your favorite podcatcher to ensure you get every episode as they're released. We'll be back in the not too distant future with another informative discussion. But until then, have a great day. The PKN Podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of PKN Packaging News, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of PKN Packaging News, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact us via the website or send an email to editor at packagingnews.com.au. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's packaging industry at packagingnews.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast. Southern Skies Media.